Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show with Hanford Dixon. It's great to be back in studio where we've got some really interesting interviews ahead. How are we doing? Hey, cool. hold it, Bernie. Let me say this. Cool. Okay? Fire away, yeah, young I man. Mean, gab. I was ready for a, a well, little well, bark or well, something. Well, like well, well I'm going to get on Gab here. Okay. Gab with you is here for Top Dog Dixon. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Top oh. Dog. Did I forget to say Top you Dog? You forgot the Top Dog. Top <laughs> Dog. Oh. Wait, hang on. Let me do this better. The Top What's up, BK? Hi, I'm good to be back today. Missing you, young man. I know it. Me too, man. I, we, I miss my bark dog. I mean, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm... <laughs> okay. We're back at the studio. And loving it here. This off-season here, we got the uh, finishing up the combines. We're getting free agency starting. We got the off-season here. I'm so still fixated on all of our health and wellness, but I absolutely don't want to steal any of Gab's thunder today. Okay, but we're going to create a quarterback sandwich around the top <laughs> dog here. Well, okay. well, I wanted to say this, too, before you go there. Uh, so what you're telling me is that uh, Stefanski is not going to have any uh, excuses, be able to use any excuses uh, uh, this after this season, right? Um, I, what I love about the NFL is that <laughs> are, are you ever allowed to use excuses? Huh? No excuses are ever allowed. Oh, huh? Now you can go on with that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so um, I don't know if Gab wants to do the illustrious introductions yeah, of our, our great guest here today. But um, Gab, am I still on your thunder? Oh, no, you got it. I will introduce because we've got a very special guest. we got a Browns legend, one of the greatest special teamers of all time, Josh Cribbs. Well, welcome into the studio. Yeah. I want to do the, yeah. the big dog in the house. Nah, so, you, but, you the big dog. <laughs> so Gav, Gav talks, and we could go through a, a, a long list of awesome accomplishments and stuff, and I don't want to be over-gratuitous and seem like a complete suck-up and stuff, <laughs> but uh, Josh Cribbs, for the younger listeners out there, people may not realize that he actually started his career as a fantastic quarterback with the Kent State Flashers coming here from Washington, D.C. and stuff. So for the young listeners out there, he was an uh, awesome quarterback with amazing athleticism. For those same young listeners, you may, they may not remember, Top Dog, that I was not that same athletic specimen. So between the two quarterbacks here, we're average in terms of the athletic <laughs> cookie. Because, Josh, thank you for bringing up the athletic yes. barometer here there we for go. us. So, Joe, are you from D.C.? D.C., Washington, D.C. Is there a street in D.C. where uh, a district where you or something, uh, where they have uh, anyone that ever been in, anybody ever been in New Orleans? You know how New Orleans has right. a street? And, mm -hmm. Is there a street, something like that? In there's there? not one particular street. Um, I, I'll say there's several, okay. you know, because we're the nation's capital. So if you're a tourist, you're basically hanging out downtown, looking at checking out the monuments, the Capitol, the White House. Um, if you're coming there, uh, use it for colleges. Howard University's there. They usually shut down Georgia Avenue, and everybody who's anybody in HBCU standings, they're they're hanging out at um, Georgia Avenue. So it depends. Uh, it depends on what are you there for, okay. you know. 
Well, wow, it sounds like we got a good tour guide. Well, I know yeah, who I, can, I, can I know who we want to invite guide. on our next trip there <laughs> to the nation's capital. I was going to say this. I, I I know it well because my daughter graduated from uh, Howard University, oh. and I used to hate to go and visit her there because Packed. you know you got all those one way streets. Absolutely, and and, and and I get lost. But away from all that, uh, about you, Bertie, I didn't know this. Listen to this. Josh, uh, Josh has obviously him and his wife. They have their own show mm-hmm. that we know about, and it's very yeah. Very where's Maria today? Huh? Yeah, she's, she's hanging back. Look, she's getting she's, ready for new content. There you, you go. Know? Very, very <laughs> good show, and uh, I didn't know that's that's been going on about four years. But tell us how that show got started. How, four how years. Guys, how did you guys put that together? When, well, when did you start? To it, do that? it took two years to pitch the show. Um, my uh, manager at the time, Lisa Hanner, did a very good job uh, pitching the show. And once it got off, it just we hit the ground running. Um, me being, you know, media trained just because of athletics and oh. Kent State and, you know, having to go through media day and being trained in, aspect, in that aspect, in that realm. And then my wife, who's just, you know, entrepreneurship and kind of the driving force behind me with no media training. That is the balance that we create because she's so... Her, her talent is so raw, and that's what people tune in to see. She's the star of the show, uh-huh. and I'm I'm, I'm retired, right. guys. I'm, uh-huh. I'm a football guy. Uh-huh. And, yes, I have a degree in communications yeah. and, I, you know, broadcast and all that, but the show is not about football. Right. Yeah. And it's all entertainment-based and what's going on in Cleveland and national, and she's the star. I get to, see the, I get to sit there and be retired, man, and just yeah. say, hey, well, what you we know, got? It's, it's awesome because you two genuinely yeah. see, yes. you genuinely love each other, yes. and you genuinely love our area yes so somebody who's massively gifted and i know this is a football show that mm-hmm. maybe talk a little bit about your career the browns and mm-hmm. football and stuff but what you're doing what you're doing what maria's doing not only just with the show but using the show as part of a vehicle to what you're doing to bring awareness Absolutely. to great causes in Absolutely. cleveland and northeast ohio and the national causes that you're embracing as someone who's overly talks about what i want to do health and wellness wise personally that yes. we've talked about with with ex players um, um community wise that Absolutely. we're doing within the communities that you're doing so hats off tribute yeah. to you. you and maria yeah. for awesome on that show and what you're doing with it i have that, one more question about that means well, wait, a lot coming from from you bernie i, I appreciate well, that well thanks because what I really was going to almost transition, and I don't want to leave the community right. and the health and wellness of us ex-players and some of the things that we want to fixate on and, and give back in terms of protocols that we're doing, yeah. maybe awareness and raising money and stuff for that. But you as a, as a football player, an uh, ex-quarterback, uh, a guy who has made the change from quarterback at college to special teams player, wide receiver in the yes. in the NFL and the Browns, you're you're as well versed to be coaching young men. Absolutely. Too. Do you have any inklings of any of that push pull? Because of you course. can't be all things to everybody. You're right. You know? And I can't be. You know, every time there's a coaching job come up, especially uh, special teams, my name is always thrown in there. But um, I, you know, playing in the NFL, and you guys know this, the amount of time and effort we put into playing in the NFL, that was a lot. And I, you know, in a standpoint of our career, I basically just finished not too long ago. 2015 was my last game, Deflategate. That wasn't that long ago. Um, my children are in high school. I have a daughter in college. 
And right now, uh, our show is going great in Cleveland, and it's Maria's time. And I'm and until she's until she branches off and creates her own show, I'm gonna st- I'm not gonna take her shine away by leaving to coach because I've been there and I did that. I coached in 2018 after playing, and I I wasn't ready yet, guys, to let the game go. I still looked down, and I was getting uh, I would have be have like uh, hypertension and. I would almost, I would tense up every third down thinking that I was about to go out there and catch a punt. And this was me as a coach. <laughs> I couldn't let the game, I would still, before games, I would wake up thinking that I was about to suit up. Like I was late for a meeting or something. So it was me having to let the game go enough and to be far removed from the actual game, from suiting up. Then I will have the opportunity to go and fully coach because like you said, Bernie, being well-versed, knowing football isn't the same thing as coaching it. But I have a great opportunity in my degree and my athletic ability as well came together. And I have a great, uh, great opportunity to coach and to pass on and transfer my knowledge to younger athletes. And I enjoy it as much as playing. So when I do coach, I'm definitely on that fast track to coordinator, to head so coach. So I, as I love and look at the adrenaline, the excitement, yes. the passion that Absolutely. you answer that question, <laughs> and as a first, don't want to cause any strife in the in the Cribs household. Yeah, let's stay with me And I now. love the show. And as a viewer of the Josh and Maria Cribs show, Thank um, you. Um, I do, and I'm not saying that as a plug. I do enjoy watching it to see what you're doing, what Maria's doing, what you're doing, and causes and awarenesses Thank you. that you're bringing us in Northeast Ohio to. Um, but I also saw a couple weeks ago that you did your show and you were out coaching at yes. one of the all-star games out yes. on the West Coast helping young men. And that same excitement, that that gleam that yes. Marty Schottenheimer used to say to us, the gleam in our yes. eyes, that gleam in your eyes. I saw it on your show, mm. you know, like I see it then. And um, you're awesome. The gifts you're giving to us in Northeast Ohio, the gifts you're giving to the community and people. But boy, you do have a gift and a yes. passion Absolutely. for the coaching of young kids. And, and, and you know, it, you can't coach and you can't even play without having that passion because the guys who you're playing with or the guys that you're coaching will see that you don't. And you can't do it at this high level and not have it whether you're playing or coaching. You have to be able to be uh, to translate and have and to be relating to the people you're talking to. And it's not like it's a, not a lecture class. They have to be interested in what you're saying. So all that also goes into coaching. So I really enjoy that part, reaching them, because when I reach them and they go out there and have success based off of something that I said, that is like me playing as well. And Hanford knows this. Yeah, we yeah. both air, yeah. and I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah. We air, we we both starred on The Bachelor. <laughs> the Bachelor, yeah, we did. And <laughs> we both had to coach opposite teams. Yeah. But it was it's a script. Yeah. yeah. It's a script. Bernie, we out yeah. my team was supposed to win. Uh-huh. But he was coaching his girls, really coaching his girls. They didn't know they were scripted or supposed to yeah, win or lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So they were winning, and that wasn't in the script. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the directors had to come and get get hammered. <laughs> get it. Get with the program. Hey, they tell him, like, hey, man, we need to slide you some extra money. Dog. Stop coaching, please. Dog, I was so competitive. I just, you know, it just took, I understand what you're saying, because it just took over me. But I have to ask you one more question before I move on, before we really jump into this football stuff about your show. Um, 
you, you know, I, I'm not a star like you and Bernie. You know, y'all, y'all. Oh, stars, you top know. dog. You know, you we all star. look up but, to you. No, no, but no, here, here's what I was going to ask you. Doing your show, because you guys interview a lot of people. Anybody like where you were like starstruck a little bit or, or you know, anything that stood out in an interview or something that you can uh, that you could talk about? Yeah. Um, we Like you said, we we've interviewed a lot of people and um, a few of the interviews that I, you know, some of my, you know, childhood superstars was one was Drew Barrymore. Oh. And, um, you know, seeing growing up on those those movies, you know, when she was in E.T. as a child childhood uh, actor. And and uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Uh -huh. um, and um, Independence Day. So yeah. I was a fan of his when he way back in the day. Like the tires and kick kick the tires. <laughs> I forgot the line, but you know what I'm right, right. Uh, when he was on Independence yeah, Day, yeah, and, yeah. And just to to interview great and Drew Carey, people from Cleveland, and, and be able to talk to Drew Carey when he comes back for games. So you know, people with Cleveland ties and just seeing my superstars and being able to interview you know uh, these celebrities who I watched on TV. Mm -hmm. Those. Keeping it together, yeah. doing these interviews is like the biggest thing and not fanning out because I'm not supposed to. I'm yeah. Josh Cruz, right, I'm NFL right. guy. That, that, that was my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm supposed yeah, to have been yeah, there and seen yeah. it and been there and done yeah. that. I, not, I, thought not you're gonna, I thought you were going to really be a suck up <laughs> yeah. and say the most nervous, the biggest highlight was interviewing Top Dog oh, and Kosar oh, at the Jim Brown oh, statue. And you guys, you know? see, look, well, I, interviewing you guys was my, well, I was hey, most nervous hey. because y'all were like the veterans. Hey, and it's uh, like we all in the locker room. I'm like, oh God, I feel like a rookie again because uh -huh. we got. Bernie and the top dog, even though I was a captain, a veteran, being yeah. able to be a coach, now I feel like a, the lowly rookie no. when I'm talking to you guys. Well, hey, it's funny, it's funny you're saying that, Josh and Top Dog. I'm, I'm thinking of like when we were doing this, this uh, the podcast with uh, the great Ozzy yeah. Wiz Newsom mm. and stuff. My rookie year, you, and I appreciate you don't have to be nervous around me. Thank you. Yeah. But I said that to Wiz. I'm like, I come into the huddle. I'm a rookie. Everyone thinks, you know, we're trying to pretend we're cool. Yeah, act like we're tough yeah, guys. Yeah, act yeah. like we have all the answers. Yeah. Deep down, you're nervous as heck. And, man, yeah. I first time I saw Oz, I'm like, man, I don't want to be the weak link. I don't right. want to screw up. And, right. And you're trying to be the, meet the full potential that you're already capable of. And, mm. Ronnie, you know this. Um I used to, um, Top Dog, you might not, um, when I coached in 2018, Bernie used to come down there and almost get me in trouble every day. Oh. We would be talking football uh, on motivated. the sideline, and I was supposed to be over there coaching. Right. Yeah. And Bernie be like, yeah, man, and the passes need to go. And this league is soft, right. man. Right. Everybody right. in the right. training room, and the whistle be done blown, and everybody like, where the coach at? I'm yeah, like, oh. I apologize. I'm like, Bernie, I, I gotta go. I apologize if I helped get you released there, okay? Because I no, know we get no. so damn passionate. Yes. You get so motivated. Yes. You have that. You still have that spark in you. That's what happens to us. I feel like when our powers combine, yeah. we are, you know, like that Captain Planet theme song. Whenever <laughs> our, the great Browns get together, you know, it's that spark that we still yeah. have. Josh, let me ask you a question. Which one, or is the, did you like one better than the other one? Talking about kick return, a punt mm. return. I mean, and, mm. and obviously, is there one in particular? Because I, I you know, I always have like a couple of plays in my mind where I thought I made a great play, but someone else look at it, they probably say, no, you know, I should have just had a play. <laughs> yes. But you understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for me, kick return, 
um, was my favorite because that was the first thing I, I was brought there to do. Mm-hmm. I ended up my second year taking over Pump Return because they relieved uh, Dennis Northcutt. He ended up resigning, signing with uh, the Jaguars at the time. But um, I remember when um, uh, Randy Savage came to me in a, in a cafeteria. This was uh, towards the end of year one. Mm-hmm. And reached his hand out and said, you're going to be able to catch uh, punts for us next year? And I remember me grabbing his hand firmly like, yes, sir, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's the general manager, right? right? Uh-huh. But even though I grabbed him firmly, I was like, no, inside. I'm like, no, why would you do that? I just got kick return down pack. Like, I've never played special teams until I got to the NFL. So now you're giving me another responsibility? But I wasn't going to sh- let him see that. Yeah. And so I took it full steam ahead. I had to catch 100 balls and catch more punts from Phil Dawson, who's not a punter. Because I figured this is Cleveland, the wind moves. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, had to yeah. learn how to uh, uh, be great at catching bad punts. It's easy, and that's what I tell young returners. It's easy to catch a punt, kick, punt, right, punt it right to you, but you have to catch the bad ones. That's what you make the money for, so I caught a lot and, of punts. And, bad, and to add to that, I'm sorry to cut you off, the you bad did. punts, too, in Cleveland Stadium. We talk about our field goal kickers yeah. having issues with the wind. Us quarterbacks hate throwing in the Cleveland wind. Yes. Punt returners as exponentially more yes. challenging to learn, learn yes. that. The wind swirls different yeah. in the lower bowl, part right. of the bowl. Right, above, when it yes. gets above the goal post yes. in the upper bowl, it goes completely and, and a lot of times opposite. Fans don't know that. They don't realize the different wind conditions and why uh, sometimes a lot of the kickers and punters, they practice at the game the last few days of the game week. They go down there and work out at the stadium. Hey, like, yeah. but a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to do punt returns. They don't. I mean, let me tell right. you something. I can't. I couldn't stand in there. <laughs> you know, I've been like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I can't do it. Yes. You know no, that, no. Yeah, that, Josh. I mean, coming at your dog, you know, tell him. <laughs> Josh, when did you realize you were you were good at making these returns? And also, maybe talk a little bit more about anything the average fan doesn't really know that goes into this. Right. So I realized I was good just at catching. I feel like if I could just get that part down, mm-hmm. catching the punts, catching the kickoffs. Y'all ain't got to teach me how to run. Even though they did, yeah. when if y'all yeah. remember when I first started catching <laughs> kick returns and and running, I was just running straight up and down. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jim Brown used to he was trying to tell me in a better way without just saying, "Hey man, you look terrible when you're running the ball." <laughs> he was just saying, "Hey, you running straight up and down? Like have a lean to yourself so you won't take them hits." Because I was taking yeah. every time straight I was getting up, hit, yeah. boom, I'm getting yeah, and that's yeah. what it felt like. <laughs> So that I wasn't to, I, I didn't yeah. coach, I didn't coach Josh up on how to run. Yeah, I was just we, I was the beanpole coming at you. We love to see him running straight up. Yeah. You know? But that's that's exactly how I knew and when I knew I was good when they weren't coaching me on how to catch. They wouldn't coach me on how to score. They was like, just run with a lean and everything else would work itself yeah. out. And that's when I when I finally was able to run with the lean and then put a move on the kicker. That's what they were talking because I would always get to the point where I would get to the kicker and I would spend too much time making the kicker miss. Uh-huh. And all he was doing was trying to hold me up just so somebody else can make a tackle. So once I was able to do that, I felt like I was in a league of my own. I felt like I knew their responsibility because, look, I was a cover guy, too. I actually, I almost love covering more than I do returning. Mm-hmm. 
and making tackles because everybody running down the field trying to tackle me. And I'm like, shoot, wait till I get on the cover unit. I'm going to run down there and tackle y'all and yeah. get up and do hey. So I almost you know, love that, that really, part better. That actually makes really sense. And again, not to be a suck up and... I'm not <laughs> interviewing to be your marketing representative. But I stuff. love it. Yeah, but, yeah. but for <laughs> guys like yourself, Eric Metcalf, Devin Hester, that should be Hall of Famers Absolutely. and stuff. Those are talking about three Hall of Fame yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. kick returner, punt returners. Um, and actually, I think he had three scores against the Steelers that stick up in my head and stuff. But as you're talking about punt coverage and stuff, one of the hidden facts that you were awesome at is when you were running back all those kicks and all those punt returns for touchdowns and stuff, you were leading the team in uh, special teams tackles. Yes, you uh, almost never do you see your return guy who's a Hall of Famer, who is the top guy in the league, the All Pro, the Pro Bowler, and he leads your team on tackles. He's the first guy down on kickoff coverage. He's your gunner. Yes. Okay, I mean, that's really hats off to you. I mean, that's... I appreciate that's, that. There's, there, you know, that puts you... That's a separation of church and Look, state. That's and you are going to market me when I need somebody for my Hall of Fame bid. I love being a nominee, but like you said, I think that's what separates me, guys. Like, you, I, I always took the modest route, and I said, you know what? I would love to be in the Hall of Fame, but I love it that when you mention the great returners... You meant they mentioned me. Yeah. But the thing that's but that's limiting. Me, that's limiting yes. to you. It's actually I know it's yes. meant as a compliment, but yes. in a way it's actually disrespectful. Absolutely. Because it's just limiting to yeah. one and thing I'll let you did you great. Say like because actually you were you're amazing at what you did returning for touchdowns, but you were a better tackler yes. on yeah. kickoff and Thank punt you. coverage. Yes. Yeah, and that's a in-dying art. Let me, let me get the Hall of Fame board on the phone for no, you. I mean, that's, and I'm, again, I'm not just saying that because you showed up here I, today. I, I mean, that's I definitely 100% agree. true. Thanks for listening to the Bernie Kosar Show. We're out of time this episode, but stay tuned next week for part two with Josh Cripps.